episode of Beaver Pod Life. And today we've got Shiv Patil here with us. And Shiv is a student in third year at the RVC. And we're going to talk a little bit about Shiv's background coming from India and his plans to bring veterinary care and high quality over to India when he graduates. Hi, Shiv. Hi, Lucy. Nice speaking with you. So Mm -hmm. I'm like Lucy said, a third-year vet med student at the RVC. And I moved to the UK from India because for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to study veterinary medicine. And all the people that I asked for advice um, signaled to me that I would get a higher quality of education if I moved outside of India. And so that's why I'm in London right now. Um, I started my background in veterinary medicine is from a shelter medicine perspective so i started volunteering at animal shelters when i was about 10 or 11 um just as an after-school activity is what it started out as and then i just i became very passionate about it and so that kind of motivated me to improve the welfare of animals in a greater capacity that's really cool you you came from a background of um riding horses i gather so where you grew up um you had a a barn you said where there were some horses that were initially you did some just general riding and then you got into show jumping dressage or sports horse stuff tell us a little about that background so yeah my family moved down the road from a barn when i was about seven or eight and so i started out just on pony rides and lessons on the little ponies and the cobs at the barn and that quickly spiraled into competitions and things like that and then when i was 15 i got my own horse he is now an 18 year old he's a thoroughbred and he loves show jumping i love dressage so we compromise and do both um and he's now back home in india and he's enjoying a semi-retired life with a friend Oh, brilliant. And you've come over here to study and I gather you don't really have much time to ride anymore, but you are you have been determined to to follow a career in equine. And um, there's, there's some reasons for that. You were telling me before that back in India, you know, there's obviously sort of pockets of sports horse, um, equestrian sports, and then there's a lot of working equids in India. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the sort of plans you have for taking your sort of veterinary education back to India to sort of grow something really special so yeah um i have two kind of main interests within the equine medicine area i guess uh one is sports medicine and rehabilitation because of my experiences with my own horse he suffered a couple injuries um around the time that i got him actually and he was he had chronic lameness and we weren't able to figure out the reason and after lots of tests and lots of different treatment options we diagnosed well my vet's diagnosed kissing spine and so kind of working on getting that diagnosis as well as the treatment and rehabbing him back into work made me realize that I'm quite interested in sports medicine and rehabilitation whether it's on the ground or in the saddle and my second focus in the equine space is working equine welfare and equine shelter medicine so about three years ago i started volunteering with an equine rescue back home in india uh, called the backwater sanctuary and 
what they do is one, they rescue abandoned and abused and neglected uh, equids, so horses and donkeys. Um, and they also work on improving working equine welfare within the country by working with local cart horse owners to improve their standards of care and help them as much as we can. And so working with the Backwater Sanctuary kind of opened my eyes and um, joined together my two passions, one which was shelter medicine and rescue, and the second which is horses. Yeah. And how is the kind of current state with access to veterinary care in, in those parts of India that you've been to? Is it fairly easy to get hold of somebody with equine veterinary training, or is it quite tricky? It is quite tricky, unfortunately. So. Um, while the racing industry is quite big in India, each race course tends to have their own panel of vets on staff. Um, but the way that the system works is that they aren't able to consult outside of the race course. And so those vets are kind of tied in to the turf clubs. And then outside of that, there aren't an awful lot of private veterinarians in the equine space. Um, off the top of my head, I can think of maybe three or four in my city, some of whom travel across the country to other areas where there isn't a high number of equine vets. Mm. And so if you know the right people, then you're able to get access to veterinary care. But otherwise, it is quite tricky for the laypers and for the working equine owners. And you're saying sort of that the, you know, for people that study veterinary medicine in India, a lot of the time to get your equine skills, you've got to sort of learn them on the job, as it were. Most of the training focuses on sort of livestock and production animals. So for vets that are qualified in India, you know, how accessible is it to get CPD or, or further training and learning throughout your, your career? So all my information on this is just based off of speaking to friends and other vets that have qualified in the country. Mm. And I have heard that while they do have a couple weeks of like a rotation in the equine space or in the small east space, they don't have an awful lot of um, focus on animals other than livestock mm. during the course of their degree. And so a lot mm. of that learning has to be done after graduation on the job, whether it's in small leaves, exotics, or equine. And while, like, to be able to get that experience on the job, again, to find, for equine, for example, to find a private veterinarian who's willing to take you under their wing and teach you, show you the ropes of the equine industry can be challenging. And there isn't an awful lot of access to CPD, for example. I, CPD as a concept hasn't taken off in India as it has mm. over here. And that is something that I'm hoping to change. And the Equine Veterinary Association sort of equivalent that you have over there, um, you're saying sort of does the does the occasional kind of um, conference or, or, or clinic, you know, some some sort of learning kind of event. Um, would you, would you like to see that being more access to online learning, I guess, for those people? Because I guess traveling, when you haven't got that many equine vets, or at least they're very spread out over a large country, traveling to events is going to be tricky. So, you know, something that's 
come out of COVID, thankfully, is that we have got lots of online learning. One of the, one of the only good things that's come out of it, really. Um, we can now access that from around the world. Is that something you'd like to see done more and more for people out in India? Definitely. I think you touched on an important point there in terms of how COVID shaped what education is now and like you said it is difficult for people to travel when there's a lack of veterinary education in india and Mm -hmm. when lots of the people that want to learn and want to improve their skills whether it's in the equine space or the smallie space don't have the luxury of leaving their jobs to go on training courses and so i think that now with the increase in online education, um, it would be a lot easier to spread the word, to increase awareness. And for many, many vets in India who do have the interest, do have the passion to learn more and to help their patients more, um, it can give them the resources to do so. And I guess we we're, we're quite lucky in this country, and that you know, despite the fact we we're aware that equines um, taking up a smaller and smaller proportion of the curriculum at vet schools nowadays, but I guess there's still a huge amount of knowledge and learning that takes place in equine um, throughout the, the the graduating process. Once once you've graduated, what's your plans? Um, because obviously you you you're going to take advance full advantage of the experience you've had at RVC and run with it. What's your plans once you qualify? Yeah, so I'm hoping to stay in the UK or, well, outside of India, so either in the UK or the US, depending on where I'm able to find um, a program. But I do, I would like to do an internship, yeah. um, attending a couple of the Beaver talks previously um, and listening to experts in the field talk about the pros and cons of an internship versus a grad scheme and things like that. Um, I have decided that i think for me personally an internship would be the right move after graduation and so that is what i'm hoping to do and whether i then go into just working or whether i pursue residency i'm not too sure yet but i'll take that as it comes um and then eventually after a few years practicing here and gaining experience i would like to settle back home in india in bangalore and I, I do have quite ambitious plans at the moment. The ultimate dream would be to open my own practice, which would be focusing on sports medicine and rehab, and then to open a charity, which would be um, dog and horse rescue. And through the, like, I, I guess as a part of my charitable efforts, with the equine welfare space, I do want to improve awareness and education on equine medicine and welfare in the country. And, and I, I do that through CPD programs and workshops, trying to bring accessible and affordable care and education to people of lower economic backgrounds. And I guess the the same applies probably um, to some of the allied professions as well. I guess, do you have um, barriers and people like that that the vets can work with? Is there a way that you can kind of bring a lot of the education together in one place? I know some of the charities do that, don't they? They try and teach the owners 
of the horses and the working equids to um, how to manage their animals better and they try and improve the welfare of those working animals day to day. Would you be working alongside any other allied professions out there, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think that we underestimate how much we as vets rely on veterinary professionals, be that be them farriers or vet. We don't really have the concept of vet nurses in India, but vet technicians, yeah. um, veterinary assistants, nutritionists, yeah. um, dental professionals. And so I think that it is definitely a big part of what I would want to do is to bring that education to them as well. Uh, there is quite a lot of work being done currently in India on uh, farriery education. There have been a couple farriers from Europe who've come and together set up farriery schools in India. And mm-hmm. so they're doing wonders already. Wow. Um, but I would like to see, I guess, there's no other way that I can phrase it in that it's never enough. No, sure. there's always more work to be done. No, and that's that's exactly what the the sort of undertones are really to speaking to you is that you just you're really passionate about this, and you can see that in the way you you talk about it. Um, and I think there's big things coming in your direction. It sounds like you're going to bring some wonderful, you know, welfare improvements through education to to the animals in India, and also bringing some huge career improvements for those vets out in India that at this time don't have access to some of the resources that we're so lucky to have here in the UK. Um, so yeah, I think you'll, you'll be spearheading that no doubt. <laughs> Thank you. And I am also um, along those same lines as a, as an international student um, studying in the UK, meeting people from all over the world. Lots of my friends are from the US, Canada, Europe. Um, I have a couple of friends from Africa and South America as well. And um, speaking to them, I do, and talking to them about my experiences working back home, I'd love to show them kind of my little pocket of the world and show them how I got into this field. And so something that would also be nice to do is once I kind of get into this field of veterinary education back home, setting up some sort of like overseas EMS opportunities and things like that so that mm-hmm. other people can be exposed to the workings of a developing country and how equine welfare differs so much there to here. Yeah, and it's it's opening a window into the, the way the different countries do things and sharing sharing experiences is really valuable. Something that we've spoken about a lot in other podcasts is the value in networking and building bridges and that goes across borders, across seas, doesn't it? You know, we Definitely. can share so much information, not just for our own benefit as professionals, but for the benefit of our patients, you know, and that's ultimately where most education has taken huge leaps is where we've done it across the world and brought yes. vets together from all corners. Um, and I think that's that's a really powerful message to send to people is that, you know, we think we probably have all the education we, we need here in the UK, but actually we can learn a lot from going to other countries and seeing the way it's done there and, and learning opportunities are very valuable. Um, and so the idea of doing some sort of student exchange or or graduate exchange, you know, with with people that have qualified would be amazing. 
to be able to go and experience those different things. So I think you will be you'll be you'll be at the head of all this stuff, Shiv, and really exciting times lie ahead for you. Thank you very much. I um, hope I so. Are you coming to Congress in September? Are you coming to? Yes, so I am applying to be a student steward at Congress. And regardless of whether I get that or not, I am hoping to come to Congress anyway. That's fantastic. I think it'll be a great opportunity to network with other students, like-minded students, as well as professionals in the field, both for career opportunities for me in the future, as well as um, for my larger goal of improving veterinary education in India. Absolutely. I think you're going to be very important. So if anyone out there listening is keen to to come and meet you, Shiv, and come and speak to you about these opportunities, um, then there'll be plenty of time at Congress to do that. And uh, we can talk it over a bit more there. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, Shiv. Thanks so much for your time today. Look forward Thank you to for having me. See you again in the future. It'd be great to catch up with you once you've got your clinic set up in a couple of years as well. <laughs> Thanks again, Chief. Take care. Thank you.